Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask and we say we receive illumination. We understand your leading and we know how to walk in it. And we say today brings clarity to you, to this teaching. Today bring clarity and illumination. And every doubt, every confusion is over as a result of today's teaching. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, Matthew 28. <clears throat> Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. The leading of the Spirit. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It says, <clears throat> And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All powers is given unto me in heaven and earth. Verse 19, as says, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And I've explained to you, I said, everything of God can be taught. As a disciple of Christ, as a minister of the gospel, ensure you explain. Even as little as prayer is, don't just say, go and pray. Don't just raise somebody and say, go and pray. The person might not know how to pray. Ensure you tell the person, this is how to pray. Now watch me. Let's pray together. That is why till today, may I still lead you guys in prayer. Just to show you the pattern of which prayer is being done. Even as critical as let's worship God. You know, <laughs> people just say, who is God? Let's worship him anyhow. You can't worship God anyhow. We are going to study this year concerning praise and worship. I want to teach that. You can't, you can't worship God anyhow. You really cannot. You can't just say, he's, he, he's, he's, he, as he's doing me. He can't do you like that. You have to understand how you have to worship God. You can say, let me just praise him as he's doing me. Don't let the thing doing, calm down you're doing you. Because... The very moment we think we can take everything out of context or anyhow, we have entire error. There's a teaching to how to worship God, how to praise God. There's a teaching on how to pray. There's, tell me one thing in Christianity that can't be taught. I told you a story of, I was listening to, I was watching an, a, a Facebook live video. A pastor was interviewing a prophet, a popular prophet. If I mention his name, everybody will know him. He was interviewing a popular prophet. And the, prophet, the pastor said, teach us how you do this prophecy. Ha, I was watching the man to see what he will say. The man said, ah, it's inbuilt, it's inborn. Um, I, I just can't, it just flows. Ah, brother. The pastor said, yeah, it's like you're intimidating us. Teach us how to, how do you flow? You can't say, he said, the problem of this younger generation is that, ah, ah, you have not answered the question. That's how the man defeated okay, because they can't teach it. Imagine I do something and I cannot explain what I do. I have a friend question me yesterday night. The person said, we were sharing some experiences on some histories of um, great things that happened. The person I said, explain this one. Then I thought to myself, it's true. We can explain everything, right? Then we, we, we had to look for scriptures. And we gather everything around and said, this is how this thing happened. And this is how this thing happened. Don't live a life. Or don't be a believer. That is why I do my best to explain why this happened. Why this happened? Why, why do people pray before you meet it? I've explained it to you guys. As crucial as that is, you cannot just tell a believer and say, Yeah, God, I was the believer here. Follow the leading of the Spirit. Just follow your heart. Ah, ah, ah brother, <laughs> you have not explained. That is why we are spending our time to 
listen and to understand how do you follow the leading of the Spirit. Thank God we are in a physical meeting. I'm going to share a lot of experiences today. God is simple. God is simple. And you must understand that He is simple. The very moment you start seeing complications with God, that's not the God, that's not the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Understand that today. It's very simple. I've explained to you and we have been studying how we can follow God with the written word. And I explained, I said, Jesus is the Logos. The Logos means a summation, a thought pattern, an idea, a summary. So it's just as if the embodiment of Jesus is where God is. So when you want to understand God, you see Jesus. What Jesus did not do, God cannot do. What Jesus did not say, God cannot say. What Jesus did not act, God cannot act. Jesus is the Logos. He is the thought pattern. He is the summation of God. So that is why John told us, he says, he is, and would be here then the glorious of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He now says, the law came from Moses and, and grace and truth came from Jesus. He now says, no man has seen God at any time except in the, the only begotten of the Father, which is in the bosom. And I tell you that the bosom means something you can look through. So that is, when you look through Jesus, you have seen God. So we don't need, God is not that big. God is not that complicated. All God wanted to show us was Jesus. And when we see Jesus, we've understood the Father. We've understood him. So he is very simple. And we are still studying the written word. How do we follow the leading of the Spirit? The essence of this series, this series, later we will pick up, we can study in word witness and all, all of those things. And there's still so much. We will study how to follow the leading of the Spirit um, via our trances, via guidance, via visions and revelations. We'll study all of those things. But I just have a, a goal. How you can rely on the written word. Now, God is so simple. Look at Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 17. Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 17. It's so simple. It's so simple. It's so simple. So, his word is not complicated to you. Ephesians 5, verse 6, 15 to 17. It says, It says, Seeing then that ye walk circumstantly, not as fools, but as wise. And now says, redeeming the time, because these are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. The phrase or the word, ye walk, in verse 15, where it says, see then that ye walk. Ye walk is translated from the Greek word peripatio, P-E-R-I-P-A-T-E-O, P-E-R-I. P-A-T-E-O. It means conduct of oneself in a manner. Conduct of oneself in a manner. Conduct oneself in a manner. Or conduct of oneself in a manner. How you conduct yourself in a, in a certain manner. The word fools. Fools. Where it says, be not unwise. Um, see that you walk circumstantly, not as fools. Fools, there is from the Greek word A-S-O-P-H-O-S. A-S-O-P-H-O-S. It means without wisdom. Without wisdom. So when you are a fool, it means you are without wisdom. So that's why fools. A-S-O-P-H-O-S. A-S-O-P-H-O-S. It means without wisdom. The word circumspectly is from the Greek called acribos. A-K-R-I-B-O-S. It means accuracy. 
So it's just like saying where you have to be very careful. That's just like the meaning of that circumstance where you are like walking accurately. So it's just like being careful. The word redeem is from the Greek word esagorazo, E-X-A-G-O-R-A-Z-O. E-X-A-G-O-R-A-Z-O. It means to buy up, that is to rescue. So the word redeeming the time without means something, it means to buy something away from a slave and sticking or talking about the way it consumes our time. So now, I'm coming. I just want to give you all of the explanations where we'll move forward. Now, look at the word unwise. Unwise is from the Greek word apron, something like that. A-P-H-R-O-N. A-P-H-R-O-N. It means to be foolish. To be foolish. It means not to consider important things. To be foolish, not to consider important things. Uh, a foolish person will never consider important things. He will never place value on something. So you see the word will, where it says the will, where it says um, not understanding what the will of the Lord is. That's my major focus. Where the will of the Lord is, is from the Greek word theoma, T-H-E-L-E-M-A. It implies preferred option. It always means that you have a choice, however, to make a decision to do God's will. You will see it used in Matthew 26, verse 42, Acts 21, verse 14, where they were saying, uh, I want to do the will of my Father and all of those things. So that phrase, thy will be done, or the will of the Lord be done, means to make a choice or to do the will of God. That is, the preferred option is to do what the will of the Lord is. Now, let me explain what I've been trying to say. Or why I explain the scripture very well. When it says, be not unwise. Unwise means when you're acting like a foolish person. But in essence, understanding what the will of the Lord is. And I explained to you that the word will is from the Greek word theoma. That is T-H-E-L-E-M-A. It implies a preferred option. So that is, you have a choice. You ever make a decision to do God's will. So now, in the leading of the Spirit, let me tell you. Every one of us today, we have a choice. You have something you want to do. You have your plans. You have, um, you have what you have planned. You have those things, your own targets. You have your own goals. Now watch. It now says, not knowing. It now says, being not unwise, understanding what the will of the Lord is. Many of you have grown up to understand, ah, the will of God for my life. 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 The will. So that place, we will see even Jesus use that word. Let thy will be done. Let thy will be done. Matthew 4, 26, verse 42. Acts 21, verse 14. Let thy will be done. The will of the Lord be done. The will of the Lord be done means to make a choice to do God's will. That is, your preferred option is to do the will of God. Now, watch carefully. Every believer is placed to have several options. We all live in a life where um, there are so many um, options. So that you do this, you do that. There's Samsung, there's iPhone, there is LG, there is Blue, but you have chosen, <laughs> but you've chosen iPhone because all of you is using iPhone. That's good. That's it. All of you are good. You are doing well. Not some people that are using uh, 
all those all those darkness. I believe all those people that are using that are not using iPhone are walking in darkness. That's just my belief. See, if you can't, you can't even like argue, argue, sue me, argue. I don't care. Anybody that is not using iPhone is walking in darkness. John eight verse twelve says. <laughs> John 8 verse 12. See it. Let me prove my point there. John 8 verse 12. Let's open our Bibles to John 8 verse 12. John 8 verse 12. If you are not using iPhone, you are living in darkness. See it. What does it say there? It says, John 8 verse 12 says, um, And Jesus spake unto them, saying, I am the light of the world, and he that followeth me, shall not walk in darkness, but you shall have the light of life. So, in my own translation, he that followeth apple does not walk in darkness, but you shall have the light of life. Anybody that does not use apple, they are walking, they are walking in darkness. Are you, are you using apple? Ah, you are, that, you are backsliding. That's the meaning of backsliding. That's the meaning of you have left the faith. <laughs> That's the meaning of you left the faith. Yeah, that means we have to pray you back to, to the faith. Yeah. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> so, you have, we are, we are all in, we are all in that twist where we have different options. But we still have the will of God. See, there is no crime in just being too slow to follow the will of God for your life. See, patience is a virtue. There is no crime in being too slow to follow God's leading for your life. I believe God wants to lead us in several ways. But because of our enticing options, we moved and we've made several mistakes. See, I'm praying and I, I pray to God today that everyone who is listening to this series, this message, wherever they made a mistake in not following God's plan, that we have a redirection as a result of this series in the name of Jesus. Amen. A believer is to walk in God's wisdom or God's will, which is found in the written word. The written word is God's wisdom. The written word is God's will. It is there we'll find the revelation of Christ. When the believer chooses to do otherwise, he acts foolish and he acts as unwise. The very moment you choose not to do the word, that's when you are acting foolish. You are acting otherwise. There are several instructions the scriptures has laid down for us. The very moment you choose not to do it, you are acting foolish and you are acting otherwise. The written word is God's wisdom. Listen, like I told you, God is so simple. We don't need a myth. We don't need fables. We don't need a prophet to tell you what to do. Because the written word contains the basics of the instructions to direct you in life and ministry. That's why you read in Philemon 1 verse 6 that the communication of your face become effectual by acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. 
you read in Second Corinthians five seventeen, it says, "If any we have become a new creation, behold, all things have become new." That word "behold" it means look at this carefully, pay attention. That's the meaning of behold. So when you read behold in the scripture, it means pay attention, look at this. So Paul was giving an instruction that all things in Christ has become new. So there are specific things that a believer ought to pay attention to know. So when you became born again, you no longer live according to the dictates of the law. Oh, sorry. You no longer live according to the dictates of how the world wants to do their thing. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things have become new. So the very moment you got born again, you chose to do the written word. So you turn out like, Pay attention. Now look at this. Now things has become new. How do I walk in the newness of this life that I have? It is via the written word. How God leads you is via the written word. Remember I told you something that Reverend Anika said. He said, imagine we feed enough on the word. We will not need all those special fasting and prayers that we need to do to just hear God. We won't need it. Just imagine you feed on the written word. You do the necessity of praying every day, reading your Bible, studying. Directions will come naturally. Following the written word. In the essence, the revelation of Christ is found in the revelation of the believer. When we know him, we know ourselves. I mean, a believer's life is only effective to the degree as which he understands every good thing or all things in Christ. That's why you read. So the level of understanding that a believer has or that he has in Christ is equivalent to the effectiveness, the level of his effectiveness or the participation of his faith or in his Christian life. You read that in Colossians 1 verse 9 to 11, Romans 12 verse 2, where it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word, do not be conformed, is from the Greek word, shesimas, to, eh? I cannot pronounce this one. S-U, the word conformed, is from the Greek word S-U-S-C-H-E-M-A-T-I-Z-O. S-U-S-C-H-E-M-A-T-I-Z-O. It means act like. It means act like, conformed. The Greek word is S-U-S-C-H-E-M-A-T-I-Z-O. It means act like. Do not be conformed. It means do not act like. <laughs> it means to act what you are not. Mm. Uh-uh. I'm training. Uh-uh. These are Greek scholars here. Trusimatizo. Good. Interesting. So it means act like or to act what you are not. So when it says do not be conformed to this word, that is don't act like what you are not. It refers to an abuse or to be transformed like another. So the word transformed is from the Greek word metamorphio. So it's just like the word metamorphosis. You know all those metamorphoses in science, all the transformations and everything. So it just implies a change, a transformation from within and without. The word renewing, do not be conformed, but be transformed by renewing of your mind. The word renewing is from the Greek word anakinosis. Hmm. Transform is from the Greek word metamorphio, M-E-T-A-P-M-O-P-H-O-O. It is from the root, it's on the root word metamorphosis. 
M E T M E T A M O R P H O O transformed M E T A P O M O P H O O it is from the root word M E T A M O R P H O O oh it's M E sorry not M P <laughs> Metamorphio. It is from the root, root word metamorphosis. You know metamorphosis? It implies a change, that is a transformation from within without. Are we good? Are we good now? Yes. Alright. Renewing is from the word anachinosis. N-A. Why are we giving this Greek word? Let me wait. Because <laughs> I don't want somebody to listen to this track and say, so just be doing Greek word. Calm down. You and I know, many of us are Yoruba and all of us are from different tribes. You know, there are certain words, you know, like the way I said, Elam Iluma last yesterday, and we couldn't even get the real <laughs> way to explain it in English. Now, that is how the Greek word is. The reason why we use Greek word enough is not to display, oh, something. It's just a, a, study, a study pattern where the King James or the translations could not bring or fine-tune the words enough. They tried. Honestly, they tried. It's not easy to translate. So the best way is just to go back to the root word and check how it is being used to explain well. Does that make sense to everybody? So that's why we are using Greek words a lot to explain everything. So the word renew is from the word anakinosis. N-A-N-K-I. And A N E, sorry, what's doing me today? So somebody pray for me, brethren, pray for us. Yo, you need to, <laughs> brethren, pray for us. You know the meaning of that place of brethren, pray for us. This is how it is. Let me tell you the explanation of what I can't give to it. It's like you just look and say, hmm, brethren. Pray for us. <laughs> That's the meaning. <laughs> anyway, anachinosis. A N A. Now I want to be. Now I think I'm good. A N A K A I N O S I S. It means to reeducate, to remold, renovation. A N A K A I N O-S-I-S. It means to re-educate, to remove or renovation. So when we say renewing of your mind from the God of Anachronosis, it means to re-educate, to remove and renovation. I was meditating on something as I was driving today. That if you think you knew me last year, or if you think you knew me two years ago, if you think you knew me um, even January, if you think you knew me February, if you think you knew me March, if you think you knew me May, if you think you knew me, okay, we're in June. Or if you think you knew me yesterday, I think you are making a mistake because if I'm still giving to God's word, if I'm still giving to growth, if I'm still giving to prayer, if I'm still giving to studying the word, the word has a way of renewing my mind and changing my thought pattern to act like the word. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you don't expect, so I'm growing to understand much of what I should be like and living my old reality back. 
I don't know if you get what I'm saying. And I think that should be for you too. I don't know. That thing just kept coming to my mind as I was driving today. That see, if people think they know you, you should be at that age where you want to renew your mind. You want to walk and do the work. I have a mindset and that's, that's my goal. I want to ensure that all my life I live by the word. I don't want to live by what people say. I don't want to live by experiences. You know, people, Africans as a way of using their, ah, it happened to me. I pity you. Ah, ah. I don't want to live by those things. I want to build my life on the world. See, if Jesus, Jesus, I believe Jesus showed us how to live. At the age of church, the Bible says Jesus was found studying. So Jesus lived his life according to the word. He knew God's will by the word. In need was time. There were many times they wanted to crown him king. He said, no. He said, no. That's not what I want to be. I don't want to be the king of men. I know what I want to do. There are times they wanted to stone him. He will run away. He noticed it's not yet time. At the right time, he walked in line with the purpose. I believe if we can live by the written word, we will be able to follow God with all sincerity. Let that be your conviction. I want to base my life on the written word. If the, I'm what the word says I am, I can do what the word says I can do. If the word does not say it, I'm not doing it. The why, why are we, okay, you will say, okay, somebody can listen to this and say, okay, why are we going to school? The Bible says, he that does not work must not eat. So why are we working? We are working because we have to eat and we have to sponsor the gospel. That's it. Jesus too had carpenters. He had Pharisees. Jesus was a carpenter. He was, a, he was an apprentice in his father's church. So he was trying and making ends meet to, for, to further his gospel. The guy too was wise. <laughs> he, he had to have Luke around. Luke is a doctor. He had Matthew, that's collector. He had Peter, fisherman. Fishing was a good business then. Forget it now. It was the big one then. He had all of those shockers over. That's why they had Judas who would be keeping their money. Treasurer. So they were rich. Because they were working. <laughs> Sorry, that's another thing for another day. So because somebody can say, okay, if I, you say I want to build my life on the written world. So what am I doing what I want to do? Fam, if you no know, you know work, you go suffer. I'll be waiting for miracle money. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Build your life on the written word. Learn to build your life on the written word. Don't build your life on... Ah! I told you. I told you. In 90-something, it happened to my father. That's what now happened to him. Don't build your life like that. Avoid all those superstitious stories. Avoid it. I'm serious. Avoid them. Ah! It happened to my mother. It can happen to you too. Avoid it. See, because if we live by the dictates of this world, we will not amount to following God well. If Jesus is our example, right? Jesus did not live by the word. Jesus lived by what was written about him. That was why when the devil came to tempt him, I responded to the devil is as a function of the knowledge he has. He said, it is written. So he has enough knowledge. 
about himself to be able to respond. That I cannot give myself to this thing, but I live by what is written. So if you live by the whole covenant, imagine now that we have to have both. So be that believer where you are on the edge. You want to change. You want some habits to drop. You want, you want to be that type that is always fun. See, me and a friend some months ago, we made a commitment. I will never be fond not working in love. It will not be fond of me that I'm angry with somebody for too long. We made that commitment where we say, and it is, and that's been like, so if you want to talk about our day, did you get angry? Ah, I did not do. <laughs> me, me working in love, master, I cannot. You, you, we want to be on that edge. I will never be fond not working. You will never catch me being angry. You, see, imagine we live life by the dictate of the written word. How much will we amount and how much spiritual growth will we amount? It will be so easy to follow God. Learn to live by the written word. It will never be said of me that I'm not giving to study. Because I'm not studying to preach. Don't even do it. That's not a sincere approach to study. You want to study so that you can come and declare what? Huh. <laughs> you will miss road. Study to know. Study to be changed first. If you are not changed first, how do you want to change other people? It's just as if a dog, it will change people. But it will be like a doctor prescribing a medicine, but he's not using it. And he himself is sick. That is how preaching is. That is why every preacher must be on the edge. He must ensure he's following the word. So you will not be found being sick and prescribing a medicine to people who are sick and they are getting well. You are not getting well. The word will work when you preach it to people, regardless. But on your own, is it working for you? So the word renewing, it implies re-educate, to remove. The word mind is from the word knows. N-O-U-S, mind. N-O-U-S. We'll still study, I believe, in, in, in a subsequent series of this leading of the spirit. This is a teaching I'm going to teach, I believe, for the rest of my life. So I'm not planning to rush it. I'll just stay on the written one of this one. Maybe next, week, next, next time we pick this up, we'll study the mind, the spirit, the soul, everything. How those things work. But I want you to get something with this one. And I'm sure what I want you to get. Now, it implies reasoning. It implies mindset, intellect, understanding. So, your mind means your reasoning. Your mindset, your intellect, your understanding. You know, You know, just that little drop of do this that comes to your mind is God leading you. Just that little drop of text this person. Just check up on somebody. Just um, call. Don't switch up your phone today. Don't put your phone on do not disturb. Be available. Leave your house. Walk around. Do some, just those little things that come as a droplet in your mind. Like, ah, I'm tired, John. Those things can be God leading you. 
It is so simple that it leads you in simple way. God will not lead you to sickness, death, and diseases. God will not lead you to put your hands in bad things. So you can know the written word. You can know how God leads you by understanding the written word. You know God is not an author of confusion. Like I told you before, when you are hearing ten voices, God is not involved. God is not in anyone. Oh, yes. That time you start hearing five voices. One, two, three, four. Something say, don't do it. Do it. I try it. Don't try it. God is not in anyone. God is not in any one of those voices. I can say it again. When you are studying one million voices, average of 90% of Christians, yet 10, at least five voices. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yes, yes. Don't. Uh, uh, uh. God is not in anyone. It just happened today. <laughs> God is not in anyone. He's not in anyone. God seems, see, the way God leads you is so clear. It's as clear as I'm speaking to you. The way God leads you is as clear as I'm speaking to you. It is very clear. Your mind will grasp it. You will know that this is God, except you want to rebel. It is very clear. It is very clear. The written word is clear, it's absolute. That is how God leads to. So when the believer renews his mind with the written word, he will recognize and, consequ- and consequently walk in the will of God. Imagine you renew your mind daily. You feed on the word enough. You ensure you walk in love. You do the word. You will walk in the will of God for your life daily. When he does not, when you don't walk in line with the written word, you will behave and conduct yourself according to the system of the word. When you don't walk according to the word, you will behave and conduct yourself according to the system of this word. So we have a skillfulness in us which is made available by precise knowledge of what God has done in Christ Jesus for us. He has made that available in such an insight that we can walk in it every day of our lives. That as we increase, as we grow, coming to understanding. See, never despise Bible teaching. Bible teaching is laborious, but it has an effect to you. It will be boring. You will be feeling like sleeping. You will be everything. It has an effect it is doing to you. It is changing you, but you just don't know. You know, as you are listening to me, and you are not doing something else, you know, it has a way it's changing your mindset. They are just getting some things. You are just getting some means. That's the effect of Bible study. It can be laborious. It can be long. But see, it has a way it's renewing your mind and changing your thought pattern. So, there is a wisdom of God which is in the written word. There is a wisdom of God which is in the written word. And it helps us to place value on spiritual realities. And that affects our conducts, our relationships, our decisions. So, the written word is the primary judge of whether we walk in God's wisdom for our lives or not, or we are in the world. 
See, your plans might not be socially acceptable. See, let me tell you guys, I have forsaken many things for the gospel. I'm not lying. And I've not even started. And I'm not forsaking enough. Where I am today, I should be far better than it. But for the gospel, I'm still here. Your plans and the way God leads you, the world might not accept it. But let it make sense to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, the dictate of this world is that when you are born, two years old, you have started learning ABCD. Or before, even today, they are not even they are even rushing babies. Six months now, babies, babies are already saying, "Hey, daddy, baby." Six months, they are rushing babies. Ha! Babies are already six months. They expect the baby to like ah, to start jumping or crawling or doing something that the baby is not even disturbing it. No, when the baby starts disturbing, they say ah ah ah. One year old, he must be working and be going to school. <laughs> One year, six months. Not in America standard. I'm saying generally in Nigeria and everybody. America, you have to wait till five years before you get to school. Or three. Three years is preschool. But before the preschool, the, the beating will have beaten the child <laughs> to have learned ABCD and one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> to at home. <laughs> the baby self will have known. <laughs> so now that's the worst system now. Five years old, you should have done. Eighteen, you should have ah. Sixteen in Nigeria standard, you should have finished high school. You should have finished fourteen. You should have finished college. No, no, no. no. You should have finished high school. But in 14, 15, 14, 15, 16, you should have finished. 15, 15, 16. Average, yes, right? To finish high school, 15. That's in Nigeria now. In America, 17, 18, you are done. 16, 17, 18. I mean, I have somebody that finished even school, that finished even college. In, at 18 years in, in this America, in IUPUI. <laughs> so, 17, 18, 19, you're finished, you're entering, in American standard, you're finishing college, or and you're finishing high school, you're entering college, 19, 20, at most, 20, 21, 22, 23, you should have finished high school, you should have finished um, college. college. You should have finished everything, even your master's, you are expected to be done. No. Yeah, at least, do at least. At least they want you. The, the dictates of the world is that they want you to be done. Yeah, yes. Then after that one, they will start asking you, Alpha, you know they marry? Alpha, who is talking to you? What's the boy? What's what's your what's your child? Uh, what, what's who is talking to you? Who does? 25, 20, 25, 26. If you are not married, ah, ah, what are you doing? It's what are you doing? No, what are you doing? Everything at your age. Listen, they will not start they will start troubling you and all of those things. They start giving you even you start seeing weird greetings from some old women in your church. In, uh, even in your church, they were placing but uh-uh? what happened? 28, 29. They expected that you should have gotten married and be waiting for tw- for one kid. Wait to you should have had at least one. At least, even if you don't even have one, at least you should be pregnant. <laughs> or you should be telling them that ah, oh, we are in the making. <laughs> By then, you should have, have your own house, you should have been comfortable, you should have, have one big car that you're driving. So that's one child, 28, 29. 30, 31, 32. Uh-uh. Is it why you will give us two, two childs, two, two children now, not childs. Two, two children. 
You not tell them, ah, I think we are done. Eh, you can't be done. I need grandchildren. Ah, so you, 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 you four children. Parapata, 40, you have given them four. 40, they're asking you, you don't have investment. A fool of 40 is a fool forever. Ah, this and that. Do you have, do you have life saving? Do you have this and that? What was your, what's your 401k plan? This and that and that. Ah, how many houses have you built? How many degrees have you acquired? This and that and that. Do you have lands? Do you have business? Do you have backup plans? What are you saving for your children? This and that and that. That's 40. You. 50. They expect that you should do. If you not do Golden Jubilee birthday, you are 50. Oh, yeah, it's failure. <laughs> Or your child should have been planned, or should have you have done wedding for your child at fifty, oh, or you should have done Godi Jubilee at fifty. Jubilee. So if you do not do Godi Jubilee, it shows that probably you are not really successful like that, something like that, something like that. Fifty-five, they expect that ah, you should have started planning to. They'll see what asking you. Ah, but you still there alive. <laughs> Sixty, ah, uh-uh, you are strong. What's your secret? 65, uh-uh, you are still working. You are even working agile. Uh-uh, what's your secret? Tell me. 70, eh, he's still alive. Oh. Baba should die now. You when is Baba die? <laughs> the world already have their plans for you. And these plans are legitimate. If you do not meet this plan, people will ask you, what are you doing with your life? It is normal. You have to be ready for that. But see, the way God wants to lead you is not by that way. Mm, 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 mm. God does not want to lead you according to the dictate of this world. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Erase. See, God might have told you and showed you several things. I'm, tell, I'm speaking to many of you. God might have showed you several things. You might have seen things in your future. You might have seen things. Those things require you to start preparing. Your preparation cannot be like somebody who is not born again. Preparation. Your preparations cannot be like somebody who does not have a direction for his life. Your preparation will expect that you drop some things. Your preparation will expect that you don't follow certain systems again. You are now to be on your own, following God. That's why you will need supernatural companies around you who will understand. Not somebody that will say, hmm, take it easy. I know all of us will serve God. We will serve God. <laughs> We will all serve God, but still take it easy. <laughs> you will still ah, uh, you will still you will still you will still do the uh, ministry. You will still do it. You will you you should be preaching. You will preach till you die. Just calm down. Do this all first. The very moment you start choosing life things first, you have placed priority. You have placed that as your priority more than what God has sent you. The written word. Let me show you something. A friend of mine gave me an utterance yesterday. I wrote it down for you guys. And when she gave me, I thought I said, Oh, this is for my people. I said, because I'm teaching in line with this. He said, as you go, no, she said, there is a clarity that comes in God's word. He said, There is a clarity that comes in God's word. Therein lies the leading of the believer. There is a clarity that comes with God's word. Therein lies the leading of the believers. Or therein lies the leading of the Spirit. Be led by the word. Recognize the leading that is led by the word. 
there is a clarity that is found in God's word that that material that the, the material that is the Bible is sufficient for his people, is sufficient for you. The leading of God's word is God's opinion. God's leading according to his written word is God's opinion. When we seek things outside the leading of the Spirit, we walk on our own. Know how God sees you by the word. Know how God sees the church by the word. Know how God leads the church by the word. Know how God leads you supernaturally by the word. If you can understand this, it will make sense to you how to follow God's leading. Therein lies the leading. Therein lies God's wisdom. Therein lies God's opinion for your life. The written word. Listen, God's leading is so clear. It's so clear that if if you hear too many things, you'll be confused at the clarity. The written word. The written word to us is God's revelation of Christ contained in the epistles. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. 1 Corinthians 2.14 1 Corinthians 2.14 It says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of, the, of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are so spiritually discerned. 2.14 So the written word is God's wisdom for our lives. This is God's voice to us. The written word is God's voice to us. Dear, we have the evidence of what God, our Father, has accomplished for us and in us and is doing through us in Christ Jesus. The primary way God leads us is via the written word. That's where God's opinion is. That's where God's wisdom is. That's where God's direction is. That's where God's guidance is. The written word. Cherish your Bible. Cherish studying the word. Therein lies clarity. Therein lies understanding. Therein lies much directions. Directions for your life. Directions for your ministry. See, listen. You might not have everything all figured out. You might not have everything all figured out. But as you keep feasting on the word, as you keep studying, as you keep depending on what the word can do, as you keep depending on the written word, I tell you, in little or no time, you will find answers. You will find your bearing. It will be like, see, there's light in the tunnel. All the patches will be joining together. All the dots will be joining together. It might not always be clear now, but I assure you, it will be clear soon. When we read the epistles and we see the instructions in the epistles, this is God leading us and directing us in how we conduct our lives in our daily life. So for these clear instructions, there is no need to ask or pray whether it is God's will or not. Let me explain. In the instructions in the epistles, there is no need to ask whether it is God's will or not for us to do this or not. For instance, we have clear court instructions in the epistles for every believer to pray. 
There is no need to ask whether I should pray. God can, you, you know, I've met people that say, I don't feel led to pray. Ah, sister, brother. <laughs> you don't feel led to pray. Romans 12, 12 says, continue instance in prayer. Colossians 4, 2 says, continue in prayer. First Thessalonians 5, 17 says, pray without ceasing. And you are saying you don't feel led to pray. You see, you are working on your own. You are not following the written word. Because God knows, if you pray, you will find things clear. You think God is a joke? No. Everything is in the written word. You see Ephesians 6, 18, praying always. The written word. When we read the instructions in the epistles, they are God's leading to us. Don't lie. It's, that's, it's in the epistles. It's God's leading to you. Thou shalt not steal. You see, many of us have condemned the Old Testament. Say, it's the law of Moses. It's the law of Moses. That's where Paul got everything he's telling us to do from. That is where he got it from. They are the conducts of the believer. It's just like number two, the ministry of reconciliation, which involves teaching the gospel. I don't feel like to preach the gospel. Craziness is already worrying you. <laughs> I don't feel like to preach. I don't, I, I, it's not doing me. I need to enter a realm. Ah. <laughs> you see, First Corinthians 5, 17, he has given unto us, verse 17 to 20, the ministry of reconciliation. Since we are able ministers of the new covenant, you are being led. There was a clear cut instruction in the scriptures. You read in Mark 16, go into the word and preach the gospel. You don't need to be led on now on. So every one of us, we are led to do ministry. Am I right? You don't need a soothsayer to tell you that you will do ministry. It is clear cut. Preaching the gospel is doing ministry. How you get what I'm saying? As far as you believe, the so we all believers are called to do ministry. So your own is now to figure out, okay, what direction do I go? Okay, what city, what location? We'll study all of those things later. But you shall know you will do. You will preach the gospel. You will preach you. Walking in love and forgiving one another. Number three, walking in love and for, You don't need a soothsayer to let you know that you should forgive and walk in love. Ephesians 4, 31 to 32. Five, Ephesians 5, 1, to two, 1 and 2. Colossians 3, 18 to 8 to 15. Galatians 5, 22 to 26, where it says the fruit of the Spirit is love. Everything is indwelling in you. You, see, you will see in Ephesians 5, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ has forgiven you. You don't need the spirit to tell you, forgive him. <laughs> he offended you, forgive. You don't need a leading on that one. Submission to spiritual authorities. 1 Corinthians 16, 16. Ephesians 5, 21. Let's see that one. Ephesians 5, 21. Submission to spiritual authorities. You don't need, I believe, anyone who is not committed to a local church is not a serious believer. I cannot take his ministry well. It says, submitting yourself one to another in the fear of the Lord. 5.21 1 Timothy 5.17-18 
Hebrews 13, 17, watch, obey, submit to them and obey them that watch over you. Uh, that's over you. Oh, let's see it so that I don't miss it. Hebrews 13, 17. Hebrews 13, 17. Hebrews 13, 17. You don't need a soothsayer to let you know. It says, obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch over your souls and give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is profitable unto you. You need a pastor. Everyone needs a pastor. Everyone needs a guide. Submission. You cannot do life on your own. It's not possible. <laughs> it's the same Holy Spirit you have in you that told you to submit to a pastor. <laughs> Even Paul needed Barnabas as a recommendation to the apostles. That was how they approved Paul's ministry. Paul did not just wake up one morning and say, I was called to do ministry and I want to start. <laughs> no. Everyone needs that accountability. You need that person. You can't just say you have been doing ministry on your own. So you are led somewhere. So you are led to, to look, to, you'll be led to follow someone. You'll be led to a church. You'll be led to a written, a, a church that is given to the world. You'll be led to somebody like that. You don't need a soothsayer to guide you on that one. Honor and respect for leaders. 1 Corinthians 9, 7 to 11, Galatians 6, 6. Communicate to them, we shall which labor you indeed, in word and indeed. 1 Timothy 5, 17, respect for leader. You don't need a scripture to let you know that. Respect him. You don't need something to say, respect him. Honor him. Ha. <laughs> Honor and respect for leaders. You don't also need somebody to tell you as a born again believer. To read and meditate upon the scriptures, you need God to tell you, read your Bible. Read it now. Read it Or read first John. Read it now. You don't need that. <laughs> Ephesians 3, 4 and 9. First Timothy 4, 13 to 15. You don't need that. You also don't need a, a soothsayer to let you know that gathering with fellow believers is an instruction in the scriptures. Gathering with fellow believers. I like to be on my own. I don't want to be alone. I know she's born again. <laughs> I don't like to be. I like to be on my own. I don't play with anybody. It's not Just, coming now. It's, it's not coming. <laughs> I just like to be on my own. I don't I just like it. I just I just I just I just like it. You don't need a soothsayer to let you know that. Gathering with fellow believers, first Corinthians 5 4. First Corinthians 14, 26, 23 and 26. I is it then brethren? When ye come together, hey, I can't wait. When ye come together. Every one of you has a psalm, has a doctrine, has a tongue, has an interpretation. Let all things be done unto the fine. You don't need. It's so sad to say, go to church. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people used to wait for those boys. I feel led to come to church today. That's why I'm coming. Uh-uh. And since the day you go born again, you're still feeling led to come. So you see, there are clear-cut instructions that 
When you start looking for mistake, when you start looking for too many things, you start hearing error. It's like when you move to a city now, another city, you don't need an instruction to say, go to that church. You know, you should know that I need to be in a church where the word of God is taught and is well explained. They are given to much Bible and interpretation. They are given to prayer. They are given to evangelism and discipleship. They are given to, to the leading of the Spirit and for, on the flow of the Holy Ghost. You don't need. You will know that, oh, this way, oh, I'm just going to. This is a church. You don't need. When we enter that much complications, we miss the leading of God's Spirit. The written word of God is enough. Go to church today. You two, you're not carry your Bible and start going. Is the devil here, though? You don't need somebody to tell you that you should beware of false gospel. See, the fact that you already know the truth of the gospel, when the gospel is not taught, you should know that this is not the gospel. But we are false gospel. 1 Timothy 1 3, 2 Timothy 4 2, Galatians 1 6 to 7, 2 Peter 1, 1 John 4 verse 1. <laughs> Beware of false gospel. 1 Timothy 1 3. You need to up your writing game. 1 Timothy 1 3. 2 Timothy 4 2. Galatians 1 6 to 7. 2 Peter 2 1. 1 John 4 1. I'll come again. 1 Timothy 1 3. 2 Timothy 4 2. Galatians 1 6 to 7. 2 Peter 2 1. 1 John 4 1. You got it? Alright, let's move forward. Now, so now that's it. The written word. It's God's instruction. It's God's guidance. It's God's direction. It says in John 8, verse 12, it says, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but he shall have the light of life. I want to tell you something. God leads you in a simple way. His leading is very simple. You look at how I just showed you scriptures. You don't need a soothsayer now to tell you to go and pray. You don't need a soothsayer to tell you to go and read and read your Bible today. Open to John 3, 16. You don't need that. Have a study culture. Have a prayer culture. Fellowship with the brethren. Let me teach you something. The fact that we are here, God's leading is actually here. Let me explain. You did not get that. I'm not sure you did. God's leading, God's direction is found here. The very minute you miss meetings, you have already missed God's leading for your life. See, there are meetings I know for the rest of my life I can't miss. There are friends I know that supernatural relationships brought us together. We can fight too, we can marry, but we know we can't fight. Because if we stop, if we fight, we have missed God's leading for our lives. God's leading is very simple. That you protect it. If you know somebody has blessed you, ensure you don't fight the person. If it's that you just avoid the person for a while and come back, do it too. See, God's leading is found in the local church. When you miss it here, you have missed it already. Because you will start having strange friendships. You will start having strange persons you're listening to. Then you start saying, tongues is not, is not for me. You start saying, <laughs> sorry. You start saying, you start saying weird things. You missed it. 
The very moment you say you will not honor leaders, you will not submit to authority. I want to be on my own man. I want. You know, I was talking to somebody. I said, I said, tell me what God is leading you. Say, okay, I don't know. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's you that know. You want to be your own man. You you don't want to share with some people that have experiences, and let them guide you, so that you cannot make mistakes. That's how people were entered into error. Study the book of Acts well. There was no believer that walked on his own, including Paul. We all need one another. The very moment Barnabas left Paul, we didn't hear of Barnabas again. <laughs> there's, there's something to that thing. We didn't hear of him again. There is no believer. We are all product of influence. Imagine the written word is our major influence. We, we, we act on the written word. We do the written word. We obey the written word. We follow the written word. The, Bible, the written word says, um, marry in the Lord. You now go and date somebody that does not even know 2 Timothy 3 15. <laughs> see, you see, you see, you have had that problem. <laughs> but you can save them. That's the way God says, ah, <laughs> I can change them. Ah, are you only ghost? The person will change you instead. You will be in the longest time. <laughs> See, listen. The written word. Imagine you are friends that they are not giving to the gospel. They are not giving to prayer. They are not giving to the word of God. They are not giving to, um, to the leading of the spirit or the flow of the spirit. You now have them around you. The next thing you'll be saying is 2020 is not my year. Cancel 2020 out of my age. You will forget all the written word that you are saying just because of the influence you are associated around. But you see that the written word has already put it there. First Corinthians 6 made us to understand. It said, First Corinthians 6 said, is it First Corinthians 6? Is it, um, sorry, let me check it for you guys. I'm, I'm missing it out. Uh, he says, let me show you. He says that, what communication does light has to do with darkness? You might take it wrong, Leo. Now you sabi. But see, what it says. Um, sorry, I'm looking for it. First uh, Corinthians, um, First Corinthians, uh, I have a, uh, okay, now it says in, oh yeah, I'm coming. Where it says no communi- what's communication has light out to do with darkness? Um 
what communication has led us to do with darkness what um communication has Belia to do with uh so where it says in first corinthians 6 verse 2 it says do you know that all sins shall judge the world and all the world shall be judged by ye and in wordiness verse 3 and says know ye not that ye shall judge angels no you know says verse 9 know ye not that all the unrighteousness shall not inherit the kingdom of god no 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 that's not what i'm looking for and that says, and such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with the Spirit. No, 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 no. Are you looking for, I think I know. What, just tell us what's... Wait, it says, what's um, communication has to do with darkness? Yeah, it's 2 Corinthians. Oh, 2 Corinthians? Oh, Corinthians? Six, it's first. Wait, it says, what communication does light has to do with darkness? Okay. All right. I will look for it later. I will look for it later. But, but I just want to say, remember, the written word has given us the guide already. It told us what communication does light us to do with darkness. What um, what communion has um really has to do with all of those things, and it has warned us already. So do you know that when you start mingling with people like that, you lose God's plan for your life. You lose touch. You stop praying. You start attacking tongues. <laughs> you start... You start... Um, you start saying, these people are praying too much. Second Corinthians 6. Second Corinthians 6. Alright, so I was looking at First Corinthians. Thank you. Thank you. Second Corinthians six. All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I was looking at First Corinthians six. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So it says, "Be not equally yoked together with unbelievers." That's the scriptures has already warned us. Imagine we live by the written word. It says, "Be not equally yoked with unbelievers." Unbelievers to you. Can be unbelievers to you can be. <laughs> I'm looking for the best example to give. <laughs> unbelievers to you can be. I just sit down in my room, just talk to God in the comfort of my house, and just there's no need to just pray. Why are we laboring for six hours, seven hours, twelve hours? Those people are just wasting their time. Just talk to God on your own. Ah, that's unbeliever. <laughs> that's unbeliever. <laughs> Unbeliever, this is what? That's the deal. Unbeliever to you can be. My boyfriend is Limi Wu. Because today is his birthday. Everybody will be posting him all around. That can be your own unbeliever. <laughs> I'm just joking. That's an light talent. Anyway, your own unbeliever. Now listen. It says, "Do not be equally yoked with unbeliever." Look at what it now says. It says, "For what fellowship as righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion as light with darkness? Darkness to you can be, um, darkness to you can be, um. It can be oh." 
This person does not even believe in the flow of the Spirit. Then that person is telling you, listen, all those people that are rejoicing, they are wasting their time. That can be your own darkness. Run away. Your fellowship, your communion is found here. Where the written word is being taught. Don't go to a church. Don't go to a pastor who doesn't believe in the written word. Who doesn't teach? Well, everybody can tell you I believe in the written word. But who doesn't teach accurately the written word? Because then there will not be enough guidance for you. You will not understand how to flow in the leading of the Spirit. The written word is God's instruction. The Bible says flee fornication. See, we should run. The written word says, um, thou shalt not steal. It says, thou shalt not lie. The written word. The written word have that guidance for us. The written word. If we as believers can learn to follow the written word, we will not make mistakes. Because therein lies God's wisdom. Therein lies God's guidance. And let me advise you. Enjoy this company. I enjoy it. But I want you to enjoy it too. Because this is God's direction. This is God's leading. It is here. Look at in Acts 13. The Bible says, As they prayed, they ministered to the Lord and fasted. They said, Separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work you want to have called them. That was an utterance. That utterance was not Paul that spoke it. It was not Barnabas that spoke it. Because if it was Paul and Barnabas that spoke it, they would have said, and Paul said, or Barnabas said, so somebody in their church or in the place where they gathered together gave that utterance and he set their ministry ablaze, and we don't know the person. So the utterance on Paul to set Paul's ministry and start Paul's ministry was given in a gathering like this. And from that gathering, the person, Paul and Barnabas, moved. And we don't know the person. But do you know that that person is, will be rewarded? That person is a, is, a, is a force to be reckoned with. The fact that I'm, I'm still mentioning the person now after how many years shows the person is relevant. And the person gave that chance. Let's learn to cherish this place because it is here we find God's leading. The very moment you start having and you start enjoying people on Instagram, people that will tell you 2020 does not matter, people that will tell you Mm, all this church thing, safe. Me, I'm even tired of church. Oh. All these people that just become to church, you carrying gospel on your head. All people that used to pray, 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 pray. All these people that, eh, eh, something. You two, you now say same year. I don't even like it. You see, you have bad light. <laughs> you two now got type. You two that I feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. Or period, sis. Now go and type down, <laughs> or you say preach it, yes. <laughs> or you gonna snap on the person's Instagram, or you guys you gonna comment on the post where they say all these people that are going to church instead for them to be fighting Black Lives Matters, but they are, they, are, they are fighting Jesus, and you two guys say I feel you sis preach it, you don't know that's a subtle way, that's a subtle way those things get to you, and you don't follow God's leading like that. God's leading cannot be found on Instagram. Oh. It cannot be found on Twitter. It can't be found on Facebook. It's found in the written word. And it is found via supernatural company. 
You can't carry utterance from everyone. Listen to me. Don't carry everybody's utterance that even your, your book is now uttering. And nothing has come to pass in your utterance book. You can't be carrying utterance all around the body of Christ. So. Don't go and let somebody you don't trust. You don't, know that, you don't know the church the person is going. You don't know the person's pastor. You don't know if the person is unruly in church. You don't know if the person is very committed and loyal to the written word. You know there are some bro that they will, be, they will be forming emoji on Twitter, but they are the ones that are giving their church members problem. They are forming bro. They are forming emoji on, online. And they'll be giving utterance. They'll look at you, they'll give you utterance. And they are the ones causing problems in their own local church. You can't be carrying utterance for people like that. That's not a trusted utterance. Yes, so it can be real everything. Despise it. Do you get what I'm saying? Because the written word is God's guidance. Say today, I choose to do the written word. I follow God where? By the written word. I am not confused. 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 I know what to do. 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 My mind is receptive. My mind is receptive to listening to God. To listening to God. To listening to God. I am not confused. I am not confused. I am not confused. I know what to do. I know what step to take. I know what step to take. I know where to go. I know who to talk to. I know how God leads me. 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 I am not confused. I am not confused. I walk in the light of life. Direction is mine. I don't lack direction. In life, in ministry, in everything God has sent me to do. I don't I'm not confused. I am not confused. Pray in the Holy Ghost. 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 